Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host, Third Don Blackwell, and the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Taekwondo Life Magazine is a member of the Believe Sports Network. Believe is the number one sports and podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today, we're going to be talking about Master Valerie Lareda. Those of you that follow the program, that have read the magazine, you know that we have had a great opportunity to follow since Master Valerie Lareda made her transition from being a Taekwondo martial artist, a master of Taekwondo fourth Don out of Miami, Florida, to being a amateur, now professional, mixed martial artist. She has had great success in the Bellator organization and on Friday night, as the world emerges from the pandemic, as the world of mixed martial arts returns to the ring like Taekwondo, she had the opportunity to have a fight against a jujitsu and wrestling competitor by the name of Hannah Guy, relatively unknown. The Las Vegas odds and the betting odds were all in favor of the internet sensation, Valerie Lareda. And with that, I wanted to talk a little bit about our sponsor, because if you were the kind of person that likes to bet, if you were interested in, in betting on Friday night's fight, uh, the best place to do that would be our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for your, all your news, your scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And we always say this it's free to sign up. You can head over to the website, betonline.ag, or your mobile device and sign in today, and you get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And again, even if you sign up, it's free. Um, you go online to betonline.ag and uh, take a look. I would suggest you travel around before a big fight, travel around the site and see like a fight like Friday night the Bellator fight and you get to see all the different matches and you get to see the different odds. And I think it's changing all the way up till the time that you can, can bet, which is really crazy. I think even up to the beginning and sometimes even during the fight, before I go on and finish about master Valerie Lareda, I'd be remiss if I didn't show you guys this, uh, at a ceremony last Sunday, I was awarded as those of you that know, I'm a Taekwondo referee. I was awarded, um, those in the audio can't uh, see this, but I'm holding up a plaque I received. I was awarded uh, the ECTC Taekwondo Conference Referee of the Year, which uh, for those of you who know, we cover the NCTA and college Taekwondo. It's a passion of mine. I've gotten very involved as a referee for USAT, for AAU, for NCTA, and I was honored to be given the award of referee of the year. So we'll keep you covered and on all the upcoming tournaments and things. So today we're gonna to be giving you a listen to the pre-fight press conference from Master Valerie Lareda. 
uh, it's worth listening to. It still gives you a good sense of who she is and what she's about. But for those of you that aren't aware of it, she did lose the fight on Friday night. Now there's good and bad in that. One of the things that was a little crazy, a little sensational to me was that there was immediately talk as to whether or not, because she was such an, a favorite, she would be dropped by Bellator. And I thought that was very strange, but not overly surprising, I guess. I mean, she now has a three and one record. She's done extremely well. She's wasn't in any way. Um, there wasn't anything there that would lead to Bellator dropping her or anyone not being interested in still um, having a relationship with her. She got moved up to the main card because uh, there was a someone who didn't make weight in the heavyweight division or light heavyweight division. So she did get moved up. Why did she get moved up? She got moved up because she's a draw. She's a name. She's a sensation. At only 22, with only four fights in Bellator, people know Valerie Lareda. She's made a brand for herself. Like it, don't like it, somewhat controversial. The fact is, is so she lost a fight. Again, um, there was a lot of criticism because um, on one of the interviews, uh, she was tear-filled, tear she was emotional. People felt it was very unprofessional. My thought on that is she's passionate. She's um, 22 years old. She has a lot to learn. Subsequent to that, she came out and she, she said all the right things. She said she loves the sport. Um, she loves Bellator. She loves the opportunity. She learned a lot. You know, this fight was a little different for um, Valerie Lareda than some of the previous ones because uh, she came out with a real fire in her belly in some of the previous ones because there were some direct attacks on her, on her Instagram, on her personality. And uh, she took it very personally. And, and that may have fueled some of the carnage that we saw from her. I mean, she, she really was an explosive fighter in those fights. Uh, as you saw from the post-fight press conference here, Hannah Guy is very gracious. Um, she was very uh, kind. She spoke very glowingly about Lareda's performance and about her personality. And uh, really hard for Master Lareda to attack her on a personal level. So that may have um, made it a little more difficult for Valerie Lareda to get emotionally engaged in the fight. However, she dominated the first round. She did great. Uh, there was a point at the first round where she knocked Hannah Guy down. I thought she was going to, to knock her out, but her flurry of punches were a little wild. They were a little undisciplined. Uh, Hannah Guy obviously is extremely tough. And we went on to the second and third round. Uh, it seemed that Master Lareda on the negative side was never able to really get her footing. She was not able to dominate or take control of the fight. She wasn't able to bring her stand-up game in a way that I think she really wanted. So that is negative. On the positive side, she did not get knocked down. She knocked out. She did not get badly beaten, bruised, injured in any way, shape, or form. And even Hannah Guy said, Hannah Guy had great difficulty, uh, you know, closing the deal on an arm bar with Mess Lareda. Mess Lareda is very strong. She's very wiry. She's very, very, you know, full of energy. And uh, Hannah Guy had to go for the decision. So decisions are always controversial. When you leave your your fate to the hands of the judges, right? We've talked about the Roy Jones Jr. fight 
and the fact that uh, it was very, very clear that Roy Jones Jr. won that Olympic fight um, in Seoul, Korea in 1988. However, the judges awarded it to his opponent. So when you fall short of a knockout, when you fall short of a tap out, judges will. Now, this one was close. I think this was the right decision. I was disappointed, as I'm sure the army of Valerie Lareda fans are um, as well. But I think it was probably the right decision. The two rounds, two and three, seem to have been dominated by Hannah Guy. Um, what is the future for Hannah Guy? Will she be a ranked fighter? I don't know. I'm not sure that she had the best match. Uh, she wasn't able to knock out Master Lareda. She wasn't able to um, control and submit her. But she has a lot to learn, and 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 perhaps she will be uh, a ranked fighter sooner rather than later. So, as the days unfold, we we hear more already from Best Lareda. I'm sure that Bellator is not going to drop her. I'm sure that she will continue to fight in this league, and I'm sure that she will continue to have great success. The one thing about her is I know that she is a hungry student. She became a Taekwondo master. Now she's been working with America's top team. She's working with the, the likes of PFL's champion, Kayla Harrison, Olympic, the, the most winningest uh, judica in, in women's Olympic history for the United States, or maybe in the world. Um, she's been working with people on her ground game, working with people on her jujitsu, on her grappling, on her wrestling. She's a force to be reckoned with. She will be back and we will be ready to follow it. So, uh, on behalf of Taekwondo Life Magazine, I'm Mark Serranos. This episode is presented, as we said, by betonline.ag. You can find us everywhere that podcasts are found. And I'm going to play for you the pre-fight press conference with Valerie Lareda, Master Valerie Lareda, in its entirety. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you on the mat. From the media, Darren, your line is now live. Thank you for having me, Valerie. You are an undefeated fighter, but you're also successful as a model and doing other projects. How do you like to be thought of or described in general? I like to be thought of as an extremely talented, well-rounded woman who likes to fight. <laughs> well said. And do you have an accomplishment that you're most proud of so far in your MMA career? Um. An accomplishment I'm so proud of is my debut because the first time I debuted professionally, the first time I debuted wearing not wearing shin guards, the first time I fought pro ever, I opened a main card for Bellator and I did a first round knockout with a with a with a stadium full of fans and that was the most pressure I've ever had to handle my life on my debut. But that was definitely the biggest accomplishment I've I've had so far. Gabriel. Hey, Valerie. Hey. Hi. I was curious, did you see Alejandra Lara on Exatlon, and what did you think of her? And do you agree that she might have made it a little further than both you and George? Um, honestly, I didn't really watch her at all, but I do know that during that whole season they had COVID over there and they were sent home and stuff. So it kind of defeated the whole purpose of the show. So really she didn't have a, 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 a real experience like me and George did. And my second question, uh, I want to ask you about your teammate, the captain at ATT, Kayla Harrison. I yes. know a lot of people talk about maybe fighting your other teammate, Amanda, somewhere else. But how would you feel about her joining Bellator and the party over there at Featherweight? 
Kayla, well, Kayla honestly is an inspiration to me. She's an Olympic gold medalist. I always wanted to be an Olympian and I never made it there. So looking up to her, you know, she teaches me a lot. And also I had the opportunity to help her for her last camp and I would kick her and she would throw me on the floor. So just knowing that she taught me the best judo throws and how to defend them makes me feel very prepared for any fight I have coming up but definitely I would love to see her in Bellator I think it would be amazing and I think she's a, a an extremely high level talented fighter and she's so strong nobody could beat her Santiago hi Valerie greetings hi. from Amsterdam and thank you for the time hi this, thank you this fight was supposed to be on May 7th but it got delayed Joel Romero was also supposed to fight on May 7th but that also fell apart were you bumped out that you couldn't share the card with a legend like Joel yeah, I mean, I was never supposed to fight on Ewell's card from the first place. It was a mistake. I was always told May 21st, and that's what I was prepared for. But I am sad Ewell didn't get to debut. I wanted to see him fight for Bellator already. And I want one day for there to be two Cuban champions. You are still very young in your career. But a lot of people questioned why you are not on the main card. Because you naturally draw people to you. Did you expect it to be on the main card as well? No, I like fighting on the undercard. I like fighting early. I like fighting on YouTube. I like being able to eat after and uh, fly straight home. You know, I know that my performance reaches its audience on its own. I don't need to be on a main card to go viral. Um, my talent and my crazy combinations and kicks will get me the viewers I need. And it, I'm dominating a whole Latin American art, uh, market and bringing it to Bellator. Michael? Hey, Valerie, greetings from Puerto Rico. Uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you for your time. I wanted to ask, what does a victory, what would a victory on Bellator 259 on Friday would mean to you and to the whole Cuban community? I mean, this victory would mean a lot to me because my grandfather just passed away um, in the at the end of February from COVID. And I want to dedicate this fight to my grandfather and all families who have um, had loved ones pass away because of the pandemic. I think it's a very strong topic. I didn't know it until it happened to me. So this fight, I have a lot of hurt in my heart and I'm going to let it go in the cage. And one last question. Uh, as a Latino, you, you know, food is part of our culture. Uh, what are the principal challenges you face uh, in terms of weight cuts and having to, you know, go into a strict diet and everything to make this fight? Yeah. I mean, I've been cutting weight since, you know, my dad, before I, I left, he showed me my credential when I was six years old, fighting at a Miami Open, cutting weight to 50 pounds at six years old. So I've been cutting weight my whole life since I was six years old. And there's pros and cons to it. There's cons because you develop eating disorders. There's pros because you know how to do it. We're nutritionists. We get paid to make weight. Um, definitely being a Latina, I don't have the same body as any other girl. You know, I gain weight very easily. I lose weight very easily. I know my body better than anyone else. But when I sign that contract, I commit to making a weight. And um, this is my job. I'm a professional. I'm always going to get it done. Pablo. Okay. Hello, Valerie. This is from TMMA Ecuador. And the first thing I want to ask you is, how do you feel having a good friendship with Marina Moroz and Ariane Lipsky? How do you hey. feel training with them? 
Oh my God, it's an honor. You know, those girls, especially Ariana Lipsky, she is such a sweetheart, so incredible, so talented. She teaches me so much. She learns from me as well. And really the ATT girls we have, it's such a bond and we are growing together. We're all winning together. And I know I'm 22 years old, I'm a baby, but I'm just so blessed to have those training partners around me to develop my career and be ready for the best of the best. Darnell? Valerie Darnell from Miami here with MMA Island. How are you? Hi, from Miami. <laughs> so you talked to Luke Thomas the other day and you spoke about starting an eyelash company and a lot of other different things. Do you think you're setting a new standard for women making money outside of just fighting? You know, I believe that I was born to um, cross over beauty and elegance into mixed martial arts in a way that the, the world has never seen before. Valerie Loretta was born to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. God willing, I'm going to keep winning because there's no way that somebody beats me with the amount of hard work and passion I put into what I do. I was born for this and I was born to be um, an icon for female mixed martial arts. Jim? Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes. yes oh, great. All right. Hey, Jim Barcelona, Miami Herald. Hey, Valerie. Hey, hey Jim. Hey. <laughs> Where does a victory, where does that take you? Where do you see a victory helping you get to the next step? Yeah, this victory is one more, hopefully, um, to get to the top and, you know, more experience being a young fighter. But definitely this victory is going to be um, so happy for me knowing what I've been through before this fight and also the dedication I have for it. And what have you learned so far, even going back to your first fight? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about just this whole crazy journey, ups and downs? Number one, I've learned that the intuition I've had in my heart about myself is right. I'm proving myself right. I don't care about anybody else. And apart from that, I've learned that I could go through anything in the world and in my life and still excel in the cage. Thank you so much. All the best. Thank you, Jim. John Carlo. Hi, Valerie. Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is your first fight now since Bellator introduced the rankings and you see yourself now ranked in the top 10. Just curious, as a fighter, does that put more of an added pressure on you to go out there and perform knowing that you're ranked inside the top 10 and facing someone who's not ranked? Honestly, um, it just shows me that people see the potential in me as a fighter and also gives me more credibility. But at the same time, I block it out because I am a baby still. I deserve, I deserve a fair chance of experience and opportunity like every other girl that I'm fighting has had. And I'm just going to do the right steps to make it to that belt and be a champion one day. All right. We'll take a couple more here, Mike. Mike, go ahead. Hi, Valerie. You kind of talked uh, just recently about kind of how you view your career inside and outside the cage as a woman and as a fighter, beauty and elegance, mixing with martial arts. How do you feel about where we are in the sport, especially with Bellator in 2021, where you have that platform through your promotion that, that gets behind you and fully supports and gives you freedom of fighter and woman to do both of those? Yeah, definitely. I'm very blessed because if there's one thing about Bellator is that they allow me to brand myself. And that's how I've been able to grow so quickly um, between that and, you know, my knockouts. But I'm just so blessed and honored to be with this organization that believed in me when I had three amateur fights. And I said, you know, I promise you I'm going to be the best in the world one day. I'm going to be the most recognized, uh, well-rounded female mixed martial artist in the world. And they gave me this opportunity and I'm proving it to them every day. 
every day that I get to be here, I'm grateful. I'm thankful for this opportunity. And I promise you, I'm going to make this promotion proud. And I'm going to make sure everybody in the world knows what Bellator is, especially Miami. Mark? Master Loretta, it's Mark from Taekwondo Life Magazine. Good to see you. Hey, how, how hello. Are you? Uh, I, you, um, you mentioned that you, you came to Bellator as a relative amateur. Now you've yes. had a number of successful fights under your belt. It's given your opponents a greater opportunity. You're not an unknown. It's given them a greater opportunity to study you, to study the tape, to yeah. study perhaps any potential weaknesses. Does that play into your um, preparation for a fight? And um, does that, do, do those things adjust as you go? Or is that something that you, you just go with your game plan and, and, and let it be as it will? Honestly, all my fights, I fight differently. If I were to fight myself tomorrow, I wouldn't know how to fight me because every fight I come out differently. I either turn into a boxer, either turn in, I come back to my muscle memory of taekwondo. I could turn into a wrestler. I could do anything, you know? So I think that's what makes it challenging for other girls to fight me. And also I have a muscle memory and repetition of taekwondo since I was a baby that I don't even think about in the cage. It just comes out like naturally. I love what I do. I've been doing this my whole life. And it's just such an honor to be able to represent taekwondo beyond master. Thank you, and the Taekwondo world will be watching you on in your, in your fight, so good luck. Thank you. All right, thank you very much for the time, Val. Good luck on Friday. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.